This is Nerd Talk Everybody, to this week's episode of Nerd Talk Ellipse, where nerd enthusiasts such as us come together with a common goal to geek out and preach nerdism in yesterday's and today's nerd culture. Featuring your hosts, Lane Stein and DJ Ben Hollow. Hey, nerd enthusiasts, and thanks for joining me for episode 20 of Nerd Talk Ellipse. Normally, my co-host Lane would be sitting right here beside me, but he is recuperating from some surgery that he had. Um, last week, we didn't have an episode. I apologize about that. He was doing pre-op for his operation, um, and this week, he's just not feeling up to it. So, as always, one of us is here geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics. From Marvel and DC Comics, specializing in CW's Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl, from Star Wars, Harry Potter, Walking Dead, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, and everything in between. Normally on our show, we kind of have like a basic theme going on, but this week we're just doing nerd news. Um, There's a ton of it, an absolute nerd load. We have a lot to talk about. So we're going to go ahead and get right into it. It might be a little bit of a short episode. And then toward the end of the episode, we'll talk about what, you know, what we're going to do in weeks to come. So without further delay, here comes Nerd News. It's time for the latest in Nerd News with Nerd Talkalypse. Okay, everybody, uh, we've got news from all across the board here. Uh, Walking Dead, Walking Dead DC combo news, Marvel, Star Wars, and pop culture news. Also some Harry Potter news. So we're going to start right here at the top, and that is Walking Dead news. Now, the first talk point is a bullshit talk point, Uh, meaning I call bullshit, and I'm sure Lane would too. 
Um, it is Walking Dead news, and it is that the Walking Dead crew filmed multiple deaths to keep Negan's victim a secret. Um, sounds ridiculous. So here's what it says. The season six finale of The Walking Dead left off with a large cliffhanger. And I mean, if you saw it, you understand. This cliffhanger was large. Probably the most talked about cliffhanger in Walking Dead history. Um, the AMC isn't about to let everyone spoil the reveal for season seven of who died. The studio is already pretty protective of its actors and storylines. But for season seven, they've taken that even further. According to THR resources, 11 members filmed their death scenes just to throw people off the scent. When the show is done filming, the decision will be made in the editing room who has to actually get killed by Lucille. That sounds absurd. Okay, so my point being is that why would you spend all of that extra money, all of that time, filming 11 deaths for all the people who were standing around Negan? They're going to be in the rest of the season. Why would you wait till the end to do it? That doesn't make any sense. For anybody who believes this is uh, retarded. Like, pardon, pardon my language, but it, it's insane. So, uh, I don't know. I don't. I just think it, that's so unrealistic. They filmed one, and that's that. Now, I don't think it's unrealistic to keep the person that they did kill on set for a while to throw people off their scent. But to film 11 deaths? Come on. That sounds absurd. So, anyway, moving on. This is something I'm really excited about. I know Lane's really excited about it. Uh, for our Walking Dead season finale episode, um, which is our highest episode ever, the most listens and most downloads we've had so far, um, Negan's scenes were supposed to be less cut down than they were. Not for the TV show, but Negan t coming to the screen from his comic book counterpart He's a lot more toned down. Now, The Walking Dead Season 6 Blu-ray DVD will be releasing on August 23rd, 2016, and will include many special features, including the ever-so-lovely and highly anticipated Negan scene. This is the scene I'm talking about. This episode will be titled The Last Day on Earth, The Extended Version. This should be Negan uncut. He is a very sweary guy. And by sweary, I mean F-bombs every other sentence, and fuck this and fuck that and all this stuff. This should be that scene directly from the comic book that we've all been waiting for. And I cannot wait to watch that episode. Anyway, the other stuff that we'll include are as follows. Obviously, the normal stuff. Audio commentaries, deleted scenes. Then you got the making of The Walking Dead. In memoriam, you got a special on Season 6, Episode 1. The black and white episode. Out of the quarry. Guts and Glory, The Death of Nicholas, um, Strength in Bonds, whatever that means. And then you got another special about Negan called Someone to Fear, and The Face of Death, Iconic Walkers of the Season. So all in all, that all of that seems really interesting. I, I can't wait to see that. I I am not I don't own a single season of The Walking Dead, and I'm a huge fan of the show, and I own as many comic books as I can get my hand on, but I don't own a single season of it on Blu-ray or DVD. This might be the first, um, simply because I'm such a huge Negan fan. Lane and I both are huge Negan fans, um, so that'll be interesting. Anyway, so I, I have this next news article slated for um, Walking Dead DC Universe combo news. I called it the Walking DC Universe. Um, 
So this is about Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and it says, Before making his way into the comic book world as Negan on AMC's The Walking Dead, Jeffrey Dean Morgan played Batman's father, Thomas Wayne, on the big screen earlier this year in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Comic book fans know that in Flashpoint, um, if you don't know what Flashpoint is and you want to familiarize yourself with it, refer to episode 19 of Nerd Talkalypse. Um, Thomas Wayne steps into the role as Batman instead of Bruce Wayne, who instead died in Crime Alley. In an interview over the weekend, last weekend, um, one young fan asked Jeffrey Dean Morgan if that role, if that role is one he would be interested in if the dc extended universe should head in the direction of flashpoint his reply man i would love to play batman it would be very cool before adding flashpoint would be very cool so lane and i have talked about this in the past uh we don't think that jdm has the size necessary but we also don't think he has the size necessary to play negan so um I don't know. I think it would be really cool no matter what they do. I would love to see Flashpoint some somewhere on the big screen, but as we know, um, Flashpoint will be coming to uh, the uh, TV universe, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. So, DC Universe news. Just DC Universe news. An absolute crap load of Justice League news and rumors came out these last two weeks. And I've got as many of them here as I could possibly find. A lot of this stuff is so good, and a lot of this stuff is interesting. So, the first batch of Justice League slash DC Extended Universe news came out. Um, these were all rumors, and then very quickly debunked the very next day. So I'm going to go through those rumors. Um, the first one is that the villains for the Justice League are Ares and Ocean Master. Ares will be weakened after Wonder Woman, but the recent conflicts with the Kryptonians and previous wars have repowered him. He will spark a war between Atlanteans and the Amazon so he can reach the height of his powers. Ocean Master betrays Aquaman and takes the throne and leads the attack on the Amazons. The second one is that Darkseid will still have a heavy presence in Justice League and will be the main villain for Justice League 2. The third one is Bruce Wayne and Amanda Waller have different views about metahumans. Bruce believes they can do good, while Waller believes they are a threat and should be contained. Um, the fourth one, Batman will be the strategist of the team. Flash will be the sweeper. Cyborg will have a combination of long and short range attacks. Aquaman's fighting style will straight be straight up brutal. Green Lantern will appear at the end of Justice League. And then these two are... Um, well, this one's a Batman rumor. Um, the Joker and Black Mask will be the two main antagonists in the solo Batfleck film. Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon will appear. The following films are in development. Suicide Squad 2, Man of Steel 2, Birds of Prey, Crime Syndicate, and New Gods. The Cyborg film has reportedly been cancelled. Um, but there's also rumors of a Teen Titans film in the works. So, I don't know how that's going to go. Um, sounds awesome, though. So, Justice League has a November 17th, 2017 release date, directed by Zack Snyder, starring Ben Affleck as Batman, Henry Cavill as Superman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, Ezra Miller as The Flash, Ray Fisher as Cyborg, J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, and Willem Dafoe in an unknown role. Now, after these rumors came out on Monday and everyone went to bed, Tuesday came and so did a ton of more Justice League news, all of which are stated to not be rumors 
and all factual. This information does negate some of the which of the rumors that I just talked about. Have a listen to JoeBlow.com's Chris Bumber as he talks about his experience on the set in London of the Justice League. Um, this is a six-minute clip, very informative, lots of stuff going on. Hey everybody, it's Chris Bumbray here, live from London for JoeBlow.com, where I just visited the set of Justice League. Now, what has director Zack Snyder, Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, and Henry Cavill got in store for us? Watch and find out. After the divisive reception to Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, the pressure is on to deliver something a little more all-inclusive with Zack Snyder's follow-up, Justice League. As you saw, our own Chris Bumbray visited the set and returned with a mountain of new information on the long-awaited ensemble superhero film. With so much information to share, we've broken it down to all the really interesting, cool, and juicy bits that are sure to get you hyped for this superhero team-up. With that said, here's everything you need to know about Zack Snyder's Justice League. For starters, it is no longer referred to as a two-part film. Zack Snyder's Justice League is simply that, Justice League, a complete standalone movie. Expect a lighter tone than Dawn of Justice, which was focused on being more akin to Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns, a much darker tale to begin with. Justice League is expected to be more of a fun ensemble superhero piece that focuses on the building of the team and uniting to fight a common threat. Justice League will have a heavy Jack Kirby influence, with the story revolving around the pursuit of the three mother boxes, one from Earth, one from Atlantis, and one from the Amazonians. The film takes place months after Batman v Superman, with Bruce heavily affected by Superman's death and seeking to honor his sacrifice in building the Justice League. Rather than being a Batman on the edge, he's now a Batman full of hope, hinged entirely on creating a team that can unite and fight a common threat while redeeming mankind. A large part of the story focuses on Bruce Wayne assembling the team, with Superman's return reserved for later in the film. In terms of bad guys, Steppenwolf is going to be one of the key villains, although not necessarily the only one. The influence and presence of Darkseid is very much alive, with the pair of demons we saw in Batman v Superman once again appearing here. The role of Steppenwolf is expected to be cast soon. In addition, although not confirmed, it's implied that Lex Luthor will have something to do with the story as well. How big or how little is unknown. Ben Affleck confirmed that he is in fact directing a solo Batman film, but won't begin production until the script is just right, which he is currently working on to get to that point. The purpose of Affleck serving as executive producer on Justice League is primarily to have some oversight on the Batman character as he will be directing the solo outing. This gives Affleck the ability to help steer the character and make sure everything stays in line with his next on-screen adventure. Batman's suit will see some improvements from Dawn of Justice, including armor plates underneath the costume to protect his vitals, uh, seeing as he is the most vulnerable of the cast in terms of superpowers. In addition, we'll also see a new and improved version of his armor suit that uh, we saw at the end of Batman v Superman uh, towards the end of Justice League. Bruce Wayne will also build a Wayne Tech carrier called the Flying Fox for the Justice League to utilize. In addition, Batman will have a new vehicle called the Nightcrawler, which was designed by his father, Thomas Wayne, and plays a large role in an underground tunnel battle. Willem Dafoe's role has been revealed as Volko, a mentor character to Jason Momoa's Aquaman. 
He's described as being from another generation than Aquaman, with his costume being more courtly and elaborate, including silvery, washed-out colors and a lot of gill elements around the neck, with the idea being that Atlantean culture was once above water, and that their skin has adapted to breathing underwater. Amber Heard's character, Mara, is a warrior and a sorceress, and is described as the costume designer's favorite. Her outfit will have a, a type of chainmail that blends in with her skin. There's a very elaborate fitting process with these Atlantean characters in order to make the costumes comfortable and work with the choreography of the fights, as they fit really close to their bodies, almost like scales. J.K. Simmons, Commissioner Gordon, has the classic Jim Gordon look. Uh, Simmons is wearing a hairpiece, mustache, and glasses. No word yet on how often he's going to unleash those guns. Ezra Miller's Flash will feature heavily in the film and will provide much of the comic relief to the proceedings. His initial costume will be pieced together from spacesuit material, held together by electrified wire. And towards the end of the movie, he'll rock a streamlined costume designed by Wayne Tech. Ray Fisher's cyborg costume, on the other hand, will be all CGI, in contrast with everyone else on the team whose costumes are all practical. And as far as Superman is concerned, uh, Zack Snyder did state that when we do see him again, his hair would be perfect, albeit a little longer, uh, as per the traditional story. Junkie XL will be back to score the film, although it's unclear if collaborator Hans Zimmer will be involved. However, Zimmer's themes will be used regardless if he returns or not. And that's the gist of what you need to know from our Justice League set visit. Okay, so very informative clip there, lots of information, and once again, um, they're confirming uh, for the 15,000th time that Ben Affleck is directing the Batman film, which was confirmed forever ago, so, um, but there is some details about that. Uh, I have another clip from uh, comicbook.com, um, one of the main guys up there, he w also went on set, and this is strictly about um, the Batman um script details that uh, Ben Affleck shared with them. So I'm going to put that in here right now also. Over the weekend in London on set of Justice League, Ben Affleck stepped aside off of the live set while wearing his full new Batman suit with little shades of blue, some new armor on the shoulders and biceps and all that. I wasn't sure how much of it was him and how much of it was the suit because I was standing this close to him and he's a tall guy. Anyway, what he said to reporters while I mean, bursting with energy and enthusiasm, and I have to say, that's very important because remember when he went viral for that sad face while talking about reviews of Batman vs. Superman? Well, this seems like a whole new guy, and he sometimes doesn't even take too kindly to talking to press while on set. Most of his movies are closed sets, but he stepped aside for a whole 15 minutes in the middle of shooting, and while talking to reporters, he confirmed that he will be directing the solo Batman movie. Now, this isn't a huge surprise because we've been hearing rumors of this, we've been hearing that he's working with Jeff Johns to make a script for this, and that he will direct it, but he confirmed it, and what he said was that DC and Warner Brothers have a target release date, but he doesn't think it's going to meet that goal because he doesn't like where the script is just yet, and he won't make a... He, he was even willing to make jokes about making movies with bad scripts, and he acknowledged that he's done it before, and the outcome is not good. So he's going to work with Jeff Johns and other writers to make sure that this script gets where it needs to be, and then at that point, he will go forward and make a standalone Batman film. He's very excited about it. He also said that he's... he's looking into the world's greatest detective stuff for Justice League and the Batman movie. We will see a bit more detective work. Justice League sounds like it's going to be a lot more about teamwork and hope and recruiting the Justice League, and a lot of that is going to fall into Bruce Wayne going out and getting the rest of the characters. Gotta say, talking to Ben Affleck while in his full costume was a blast, but I think the best part of this entire set visit was the entire energy of it. Watching Ben joke with Gal Gadot on set between takes, watching Ezra Miller and Ray Fisher have a good time. The whole movie seems very hopeful. It seems like everybody's very much rejuvenated and ready for the Justice League which hits theaters November 17th, 2017. All right, so all good stuff.
um, Justice League producers to explain where the movie picks up from. This is another thing that came out. Um, so this is a quote. I don't know who it's from. Um, just showed up on the internet. But it says, so what I can tell you about the story, while the story takes place a few months after where we left off with BVS, as you know, with the death of Superman, his death really impacted Batman in a profound way. Um, oh, this came from Zack Snyder. Um, and he really, uh, I think, starts to regain his faith in humanity. He also feels like there's something coming, something imminently coming, maybe even here already. So he feels, um, and with the help of, oh, so he feels, and with the help of Diana Prince, that's Wonder Woman, um, that he needs to find the rest of the metahumans. So basically this story is about finding a group, uh, the group and bringing them all together and it's a lot of fun because we get to go on a journey and we see a very different personalities from all the members of the justice league. And that is really what this is generally about. So that's pretty cool. Sounds like a pretty interesting story. I can't wait to see a hopeful Batman still brooding and awesome. I don't know. It's going to be sweet. Uh, so Grant Gustin had a little bit of fun on Twitter this week. Um, uh, Greg Berlanti was talking about how they finished the uh, season uh, three premiere for The Flash. Grant Gustin plays The Flash, by the way, and uh, was talking. He retweeted that he was talking about that that they finished the first script and whatever. And then um, he said something about how I won't tell you the title of it or blah blah blah. And then Berlanti tweeted at him and said, uh, you know, I'm totally cool with you telling them the title. And then Grant tweeted out said, Flashpoint, this is not a drill. So that came in at 12.38 p.m. June 20th, 2016. So we are getting Flashpoint. I know that they couldn't have gone any other way, but that's it's happening. So Season 3, Episode 1 of The Flash in October will be Flashpoint. And that is exciting. So uh, next news article is Wonder Woman's Invisible Jet. They have said that this will not be in the solo Wonder Woman film. Now, my question, how the fuck are we really going to know if it's there or not? It's invisible. I don't know. Think about it. So, this is a little old news now, but we're all of this is kind of old news by the time you all are hearing it. So, you know, whatever. So, Teen Wolf star Tyler Hoechlin, 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 I don't know how you say his name. He's been cast as Superman in Supergirl. The iconic role of Superman slash Clark Kent on the CW Supergirl. Um, which is pretty cool. I think he looks the part. He definitely looks like a man of steel. Should be uh, pretty interesting. Uh, then we got some more news about the CW series Flash. Um, Jesse Quick has been confirmed to be returning for the Flash season three, so I don't know where that's going to come out at, but that'll be crazy. Um, and then another—I have another spoilery clip from ComicBook.com about how Ezra Miller's Flash might be the best part of the Justice League movie. So um, I'm going to play that clip right now. If you do not want to hear this, do not listen to it. Um, basically, what happened was uh, it, the people who went to the set got a actual not finished but actual clip from the movie and this guy describes that clip um we didn't actually see the clip but this guy describes it pretty in detail um it's not bad spoilery it's more more or less something that they would have shown 
um, later when the movie's coming out, you might see this clip um, before the movie gets released in theaters, but it's pretty cool. Definitely, if you want to wait and watch them, then do it, but I'm going to play that clip right now, so if you don't want to hear it, do not listen. This is your official spoiler warning. What's up, everybody, guys? This weekend, I got to go to the Justice League set in London. Warner Brothers flew me out. They showed me lots and lots of goodies on the set, lots of concept art, lots of costumes, and lots of different sets. But I got to say, the biggest takeaway is how much fun this movie looks like it's going to be. Now, obviously, that was the biggest criticism of Batman vs. Superman. So they're looking to inject this movie with fun and brightness and hope, according to Deborah Snyder and Zack Snyder. This is a big, humorous movie. Ben Affleck backed that up as well. But where is that coming from? It looks like that is all going to fall on the shoulders of Ezra Miller's The Flash. And guess what? It looks like he might be the best part of the entire movie, I have to say. Now, I didn't see all that much of it. I saw a clip, and I saw a scene that was getting filmed right in front of me, which was awesome. And I high-five Gal Gadot. So for, the, for that not to be the best part, to high-five Wonder Woman in her costume, and that not be the best part of the day, you know something's going really well. And it's the, the fun of this movie that was going really well. Ezra Miller got to deliver jokes in these scenes, and it's jokes are something that the DC movie universe isn't exactly familiar with. Am I right? Yes, I him. Now, let's, let's talk about this scene that they filmed on the rooftop. It was Cyborg, Wonder Woman, Batman, and The Flash talking to Commissioner Gordon. Now, they realize that some scientists have been kidnapped. They realize they have to go attack a parademon nest, and Cyborg, uh, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, and Batman all disappear while Commissioner Gordon turns his back. It's a lot like uh, Gary Oldman's moments in the Dark Knight trilogy. Now, when Commissioner Gordon turns around, The Flash is the only one standing there, and he does something like, oh, wow, they just disappear on you like that, huh? That's rude. And then he zooms off himself. And it was a really funny moment that made even some of the harshest members of the press who were in attendance laugh. It was a great thing to see. It was, it was a moment that instantly stole our hearts for this portrayal of Barry Allen. And we were very excited about it. Now, right before they filmed that, Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg, came out to talk to us. And Ezra Miller joined him. It was so clear that the chemistry between these two actors was through the roof. They were dancing on set in between takes. They were laughing while talking to the press. And they were very, very comfortable. And they haven't done that yet. Neither of these two guys had to do press for Batman. Man vs. Superman because their roles in the film were very, very small. Now, their roles in this movie are huge and their costumes look awesome, but more on Ezra Miller. We got to see a clip. Zack Snyder introduced a clip that was Bruce Wayne sitting in Barry Allen's apartment and when he wasn't expecting it. Barry comes home. It was a lot like the Spider-Man, the Peter Parker introduction in Captain America Civil War. Barry Allen comes home. To his surprise, Bruce Wayne is sitting in the apartment and he doesn't say, what are you doing here? He just says, uh, you're, you're introducing yourself as if it's normal that there's a stranger sitting in my second favorite chair. Now, it was really funny because the way Ezra Miller de delivered the line and all those things were just spot on. And then the conversation goes on to, show, to reveal that Bruce Wayne is recruiting metahumans for the Justice League. He shows a screenshot, a printout of that convenience store surveillance footage that he got in Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. And Ezra Miller makes jokes like, that's just a guy who looks exactly like me but is definitely not me perhaps just a very good looking young jewish boy who drinks milk but i don't drink milk it was hilarious it was very funny it was a lot of fun and he and in that moment when bruce wayne cocks back throws a batarang at him and and barry allen slows down time he watches it go by he catches it and he realizes bruce wayne is batman and he's quick to join the team he's enthusiastic energetic and he's bringing exactly what justice league needed to the film now he's not going to be the only part of the film that looks like it's going to be very good but he it looks like he's bringing the most important element that this movie needed. I'm just saying, I think Ezra Miller's Barry Allen could be the best part of Justice League, guys. Okay, so that will conclude the DC Universe news that I have been able to gather all week long, or two weeks long. Tons of Justice League stuff. I cannot wait for this movie. I can't, actually, I can't wait for Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition. 
I've heard that many things about it possibly, you know, making its, uh, uh, what do you want to call it, um, triumphant saving whatever. I guess it, uh, a lot of things are fixed, uh, makes it a more cohesive film, more linear, um, whatever. But uh, we're going to move right into Marvel Universe news. A lot of stuff about Marvel too. Not near as much, but tons of good stuff still. So Spider-Man Homecoming. It has officially begun filming, and the process has added a literal nerd load of new actors and actresses to the movie. (coughs) (coughs) One in particular that seems to have lots of buzz is acclaimed comedian, rapper, actor Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, former star of the TV show Community, also well known for voicing Miles Morales for Marvel. In the Ultimate Spider-Man, I think it is. Maybe not. I'm not sure which Spider-Man it is. But he did Miles Morales Spider-Man in the animated series. His role is undisclosed at the time. So, he is in the movie. A lot of people are speculating that he will be playing Miles Morales. I do not know anything about Miles Morales or how he shows up in the Spider-Man continuity. However, I love Donald Glover. And I'm very excited to see him in this movie. He's a great actor, great comedian. Um, he's an okay rapper. Lane likes him. I don't really care for what he's stuff, but he does good. He's okay. (coughs) Okay, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the synopsis has been released. This is the official synopsis. So this reads, uh, set to the backdrop of awesome mixtape number two, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 continues the team's adventures as they traverse the outer reaches of the cosmos. The Guardians must fight to keep their newfound family together as they unravel the mysteries of Peter Quill's true parentage. Old foes become new allies and fan-favorite characters from the classic comics will come to our hero's aid as the Marvel Cinematic Universe continues to expand. So, also, a synopsis for Doctor Strange has been released. And that reads... Marvel's Doctor Strange follows the story of talented neurosurgeon Dr. Stephen Strange, who after a tragic car accident must put his ego aside and learn the secrets of a hidden world of mythicism and alternate dimensions. Based in New York City's Greenwich Village, Doctor Strange must act as an intermediary between the real world and what lies beyond, utilizing a vast array of metaphysical abilities and artifacts to protect the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wow. This, this movie's going to be nuts. Um, I, I said that when I saw the trailer, and I'll say it again. It looks like Marvel meets Inception meets something out of this fucking world. I don't even know, but it's going to be insane. Um, so let's see. Uh, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, which is a game, I'm pretty sure, on the Android market and Apple market. I'm not really sure what it is. But the Ultimate Alliance is likely going to make its way to consoles, PS4, and Xbox One. So I'm assuming it might have some sort of similar um, ties to, like, Injustice or Injustice 2. Um, Something like that due to the popularity of those games, the major popularity of those games. Marvel's probably, like, trying to get a chunk of that change. Um, Maybe not. I'm not really sure. Um, this is not a confirmed thing from what I read. It's it's more than likely coming to PS4 and Xbox One. So I'm sure they'll redo a couple things, make the graphics look fucking awesome like they always do. Um, uh, anyway, moving on. So in April, a month after John Barenthal um, made his debut as Frank Castle in Season 2 of Marvel's Daredevil, 
Netflix officially announced the spin-off series based on The Punisher. Barenthal will, of course, reprise his role as Frank Castle, and Steve Lightfoot from the Hannibal um, Casualty series will serve as the showrunner. While audience were, audiences were captivated by Barenthal's stunning and powerful performances as Frank Castle, he wants to make it very clear to everybody and every fan of The Punisher that you have not seen The Punisher side of him yet. So, if that's any consolation to what Lane and I have seen so far, we've only watched like four episodes of Daredevil, that is fucking crazy. If we have not seen The Punisher yet and we're going to see The Punisher in the future, wow. Absolutely wow. So, I have no idea. So this is something I wish Lane was here to read to to read this with me. I would be making him read this news article, and I'm very excited for it too. But on Wednesday, it was reported that Orphan Black and Better Call Saul actor Michael Mando, or Mandu, however you say it, has joined the cast of Spider-Man: Homecoming. Though no details were provided on his role, however, yesterday the official Better Call Saul Twitter account strongly hinted that Mandu or Mando is playing Cletus Cassidy. The demented and violent felon that becomes Carnage. That is fucking crazy. That is all I'm going to say. Lane, if you're listening to this, that shit is dope. So, Star Wars news. A literal mega ton of Star Wars news. Rogue One dropped this past week, revealing a lot about the movie Um, for Star Wars fans to get excited about. These things include the official word on Darth Vader's return to the big screen and the official word, not by any surprise, that James Earl Jones will be reprising his role as the voice of Darth Vader. That, along with many other reveals about who Forrest Whitaker's character is and his ties to the Clone Wars, the TV series. Who Ben Mendelsohn is and how he isn't who he thought he was, and plus a few reveals about other characters you'll be seeing on screen. All of that and more can be found at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash nerdtalkalypse. The reason we're not reading them is the sheer vast amount of them, plus huge Star Wars fans, the, um, for huge Star Wars fans, these can get a little bit spoilery, and we know how Star Wars spoilers can be risky. So if you want to hear about all of those or read about all of them, go to our Facebook page, check them all out. We posted them over the last couple weeks. Um, over the last two weeks, they're all there. I posted every single one of them so everybody could read it. Definitely crazy. Um, so moving on to Harry Potter news, um, there's a new featurette released this week. Not this, this is only one article um, for our Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Um, I'm going to put a uh, clip of it in here because it was really good. Um, it's featuring J.K. Rowling. She's talking, sorry, J.K. Rowling. She's talking about the movie, and um, it makes me very excited to see it even more than I already was. So I'm going to put that clip in here right now. My heroes are always people who feel themselves to be set apart, stigmatized, or othered. That's at the heart of most of what I write. And it's certainly at the heart of this movie. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was a textbook that Harry Potter used at school. While I was writing Potter, I became quite interested in Newt's commander. So I knew quite a lot about Newt. He's been traveling the world studying magical creatures. He calls himself a magizoologist. First trip to America? Yes. Must get that fixed. 
its creatures live in this magical case. You open it up, you can go down. It's an amazing space. Newt feels more at home with creatures than he does with human beings. Come on, give me a smile. Newt walks into a society he doesn't really understand. Mr. Scrander, do you know anything about the wizarding community in America? I know that you have rather backwards laws about relations with non-magic people. That you're not meant to befriend them, you can't marry them, which seems wildly absurd to me. You marry him. And then Jacob accidentally opens Newt's case full of magical creatures. Hey, Mr. English guy, I think your egg is hatching. So Newt gets embroiled in this adventure. He starts to look a bit more like a hero. It's something that has implications for the whole wizarding world. So that little featurette is crazy. If you guys get a chance to find it somewhere on the internet, probably YouTube, it's great to watch. Seeing J.K. Rowling talk about the, all this stuff is just oh, so exciting. And that with all the news of the Cursed Child and everything that's been coming out, I cannot wait for what the future holds for Harry Potter fans. So um, that concludes all of the nerd news stuff. I've got a couple things in here for in other news. Um, a couple of them are nerdy, a couple of them are just ridiculous, but I'm going to go ahead and read them too. Um, the first official trailer for The Mechanic Resurrection, starring Jason Statham, has been released and will be hitting theaters August 26, 2016. I did not even know this movie was coming, but The Mechanic was an awesome film, and the sequel looks crazy too. So, that movie looks awesome. Go check it out. Um, Brian Cranston in Paul Culture News this week, has he has been cast as Zordon in the Power Rangers movie and also stated that a Malcolm in the Middle reunion may be happening. So that's cool too. Um, love Brian Cranston, one of my favorites. Um, making his way into Power Rangers, this movie is going to be insane. Uh, whether it's good or bad, it's going to be nuts. Um, whatever they do with it, I just I, I cannot wait any longer for that film. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be crazy. Hope it's not a flop. Um, so, alright, I had to put this in here, um, just because they look insane, and I'm all about these, like, food hybrids that they've been creating, but Burger King released, um, someday, like, I just had them today, they were damn delicious, um, but I don't know when they came out, but they released something called Mac and Cheetos, um, the fast food chain Burger King is rolling out a new snack, fried mac and cheese, um, but unlike the puffed balls of fried battered mac and cheese seen in most restaurants who carry it, these are molded into the shape of and branded as Cheetos Puffs. So, I gotta tell you though, I had them today, I ordered two orders of them, you get five per order, they were awesome, they were so good, so delicious, I'm a big fan of these food hybrids, when Doritos released those Dorito cheese-filled triangles that you could buy at Walmart for $5 a goddamn box. They're delicious, too. I, I was a huge fan of them, so I got these Mac and Cheetos today. It was like 5 bucks for two pa two boxes of them. They were good. They were worth it. Definitely recommend it. I hope they keep them around. I don't know if they'll be around forever or not, but definitely worth giving a shot. 
So the last two things I have here, they're posters. They were mainly for Lane to be checking out, but um, Power Rangers movie poster um, has been revealed with a tagline of "Together We Are More." Um, it just shows, you know, it's like a silhouette of all the Power Rangers standing on top of some sort of uh, vehicle, like a beach vehicle. It looks like four of them are standing on top, one of them standing off to the side, um, and I don't know. It's pretty cool. Guess we'll we'll see. Slated for 2017. Don't know the release date. Um, and then another poster for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them um, has a, a release date of 11-18-16 on the bottom, written by J.K. Rowling, directed by David Yates. And um, it says, J.K. Rowling invites you to a new era to the Wizarding World. So uh, that is pretty cool. So I, I think that's going to be about it. Uh, that's that's the bulk of the episode that I had planned. There's a, a lot of nerd news pretty much, but... Um, but I am going to talk to you guys about a couple of things um, that Lane and I are going to be doing here in the future. Um, sometime in the next weeks, I'm not going to say any more dates anymore because if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And I don't want to disappoint anybody. But we are still planning on doing our uh, Death of Superman, Superman Doomsday um, comic book counterparts versus. And we're also going to be adding to that the uh, Bat- Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition um, movie breakdown and see what they changed and what they didn't change and all that stuff. Um, we've got a couple more things we had planned on doing. Um, let me look here. I had them all written down. Oh yeah, we're going to be talking about Rebirth and what they've taken out, uh, come out with so far. Um, toward the end of the month, we're going to be talking about um, The Killing Joke. Um, the end of July, I mean. We're going to be talking about The Killing Joke. That'll probably be like the beginning of August. Killing Joke, we'll do a Counterparts versus on that. The movie versus the book. And then um, we've got uh, the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child event. that We are going to be attending and podcasting live um, for the most part. You guys are going to get an episode released normally um, like you always do. But we're going to be live on Facebook for this event. And... Um, we're going to it's going to be a midnight release party and if you're not from Dubois um you probably won't be attending but for the people that are in Dubois that are listening to this we will be at Bradley's Book Outlet in the Dubois Mall um on Saturday July 30th from 7 o'clock p.m. till midnight um you can get your books at 12:01 a.m. the 31st and um, we're going to be there all night long. There's going to be tons of snacks, uh, all these different activities. We're going to be there doing interviews, playing games. We're going to have a raffle. Lane and I are making homemade wands um, from right uh, right here in the Nerd Talk Lips headquarters. Um, we're going to raffle them off. And uh, like I said, we're going to have interviews. We're going to do a whole Harry Potter episode, big special on the Cursed Child. It's going to be crazy. Um Definitely want to look into attending that if you are a Harry Potter fan and you listen to this show. It's going to be way worth your time, I promise you. Um, get yourself a homemade wand. Um, try to win the raffle for the big wand prize at the end. And, um, you know, go from there. And then we're going to do our Cursed Child uh, special. We're going to have the book. We're going to read the book. We're going to binge read the book. It's not something people do, binge reading. Oh, maybe they do. I haven't done it in a long time. We're going to binge read the book as fast as possible. We're going to do a special all about that book, a big spoiler special. We're going to talk, you know, we'll, well, of course we'll do our review first, our spoiler-free review, and then we'll do our uh, big, 
big time spoiler review on the book and, and where the stories are heading and if we think that there's going to be stuff in the future. But until that time, I guess we're we're sitting steady here on superhero stuff, which is good. That's what we do. That's what we're here for. But um, expect next week we're going to try to do the Batman Superman Ultimate Edition if we can get around to it. Um, and the movie's like three hours long. Sometimes Lane and I don't have three hours to hang out during the week. Um, but we're going to try to get that done. Um, and then, and then in conjunction with that, we'll do counterparts versus number two, which would be the uh, death of Superman comic book versus the Superman doomsday movie versus Batman V Superman and the stuff that they took out of that stuff to put in this comic book and stuff like that. So it'll be a counterparts versus with three things pretty much. And, um, I guess that's that, but thanks for tuning in this week. Um, I guess we'll we'll be back to our regular scheduled program next week, and I'll have both Lane and I on here. But I appreciate you guys tuning in, and uh, have a good one. What a time to be alive! Am I right or am I right? With superheroes making their way to the small and big screen in a way we never thought imaginable, it is indeed a time to shout from the rooftops, we are proud to be nerdy. And at a time like this, you're not only going to want, but you're going to need someone to deliver you all the latest news, stories, interviews, and reviews right to your ears in the fastest and easiest way possible. Whether you're cleaning, exercising, commuting, doing yard work, you can still be nerdy. Nerd Talkalypse Podcast is here doing weekly episodes covering everything in the nerd pop culture genre and beyond. From the conception of the next great superhero flick through its theatrical run and home video release to information about what's happening next, Nerd Talkalypse Podcast takes the time to research and fact check everything so you don't have to, featuring various special guests, local and out of state. For fans of the CW TV series, The Flash, Arrow, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl, Marvel Studios and DC Comics Films, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, AMC's The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, Star Wars, Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and everything your nerdy heart desires. Nerd Talkalypse Podcast is available for streaming and subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, Radio On Demand, Player FM, TuneIn Radio, Satchel, Pocket Cast, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and follow our page for a live stream of the show every week. And remember, be nerdy and be proud. We at Nerd Talkalypse Podcast assume no claim in sounds, references, music, and graphics and are not affiliated or endorsed by any companies involved, such as Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, DC Comics, Warner Brothers, Sony, ComicBook.com, or any of their affiliates. Nerd Talkalypse is a non-profit generating podcast made for entertainment purposes. We can be found on social media at Facebook.com slash NerdTalkalypse and on Twitter at NerdTalkalypse. You can also email us, NerdTalkalypse at gmail.com. We really appreciate you listening. Please subscribe to us at any of the following servers, iTunes, Stitcher, Satchel, Player FM, and TuneIn Radio, or also on Facebook every Monday for a live viewing of the show. Please, if you enjoy the show, let us know via email or review on iTunes. If you'd like to be a guest, either in person or via Skype, please send us an email. If there's any subject matter you wish us to discuss, please let us know. We will do all the necessary research to bring you that specific content, either in our next episode or a special of your very own. Thank you again for listening to Nerd Talk Lips Podcast.